We are so glad that you have chosen to spend a little bit of time with us today. Thanks so much for coming out on this really, 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 really cold day uh, <laughs> and having some fun with us today. We're so glad that you're here. My name's Greg, in case we haven't had a chance to meet yet over my, there. My name's John. Nice to meet you, kind we, of. Kind of, yeah, standing up in front of everybody. But man, we are so glad that you're here. And if today is your first time coming and being a part of one of our services here at Upward, we want to extend a special welcome to you. And we would love the chance to meet maybe after the service tonight or this afternoon. Uh, just stop out in the lobby out of the community hub. We'd love the chance to meet you and spend a few minutes with you there. Yeah, we also, we are so glad we get to celebrate Christmas as one big family here at Upward. We have our children in here together, and we're excited about that. If you have any children, when you came in on the tables by the doors, we got some kids pack. It's just little activities to keep them, kind of their minds focused during the worship service. So you're more than welcome to go grab one if you did not. That's right. And what would Christmas be without a few gifts? So as you leave today, when the service is over with, as you exit out those back doors on those tables are some fantastic cookies that we would love for everybody to take one home with them. And there are plenty of cookies, so everybody needs to take one. Not one per family, but everybody in your family take a cookie, all right? Because if you don't, there's going to be a bunch left over out here, and we do not want to, I'm not going home with 500 cookies, all right? So don't make that happen. So take some cookies home with you as you leave today as our way of saying Merry Christmas to you. But what would Christmas be without a few games, right? That's right. Christmas in my family is not Christmas without a little bit of competition. So today we're going to play a big game together. I've got my helper Liam up here. Liam, come on and slide up here with me, buddy. <laughs> John's got Liam over there, and I've got Nikki over here with me on the winning side on the winning team. We'll see. So here, we'll explain the game really simple. Uh, there's a line in the middle of the room. If you're on this side, so this section and this section, you're with me and Liam, the winning team over here. So we've got this. And if you're on that side, you're going to be, that's right, give it up. That's right. This half of the room, you're over here with me and Nikki on the real winning team. That's what we like. I think we've got this. So here's the rules of the game. It's very simple. Up on the screen, we're playing a game called Christmas Pop-Up. What it's going to be is we're going to watch a 30-second video, and in this video, you've got to watch everything. Remember every single detail. After the video happens, we're going to ask five simple questions. Liam's job and our friend over there's job is to listen to y'all shout out the answers to them so they can hear it, and then we're going to listen to whatever answer they give us on each question. Make sense? Very simple, yes? All right, let's watch this really quick video and make sure to remember everything. Pay attention from the very beginning. Pay attention to those details. Every part of it's important. Except for that pay attention sign came way too late. Look closely. All right, you remember everything? All right, How you got many your video. How was it? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so we're going to get started real quick. And remember, we're going to ask a question, and you're going to shout out your answers. Question number one, which item made the first appearance? A snowman, sled, present, or pink sign? All right, so let's listen out here. Out They're going to help you out. They're going to shout you. I hear. I'm hearing sled over here. What else we got over there? I don't uh, check. All right, All right. I think we got it. Liam, what do you, what'd you hear? What was your answer? We're going right. A snowman. What you want to go with, Nikki? B sled. She said B sled, which the is answer? the answer. Let's oh! That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's just one question. That's all right. No big deal. Let's go. There's number one. <laughs> Let's go to question number two. 
How many Christmas stockings were shown in the video? Oh. Zero, two, three, four. So All right, shout, shout out. out those answers on this side of the room. Shout them out. Yo, we're not shouting. Y'all got to shout them out. Help, Help her out. On, <laughs> Help her out. You got All right, I, I, okay, you got. All right, Nikki, you get to go first this time. Give me your answer, A, B, C, or D. Which one you want? C. C. She went C3 on this side. Liam, what's your answer? C3. We're C3, going C3 right. as well. Here we go. The answer is, oh. So close. No so bragging close. from anybody on that one. Hey, this side, y'all got to help us out here. I mean, come on. Jeez. All right. 1-0. Let's go to question three. Question three. Which of these options was the actual tree topper? An angel, hat, Rudolph, or a star? Uh, angel. Shout it All out. Right. Help us out. Come help on. us out up here. What you got? What you got? We've got this. You got it? You got your answer, Nikki? All right. Okay, Liam. Liam. What's your answer? We're going D star. We're going D star. Which one are you going with, Nikki? Do going with D as well. Uh, star on this answer? side. What's it going to be? Hey! Good job. good job, everybody. Good job. Two to, one. Two to one. Two to one. Question four. What shades of color were shown on the mountains? I did not see mountains, so awesome. I was going to say, were mountains even in the video? I, I, I didn't see that. All right. Well, listen to your team. I'm hearing a lot of answers out there. I'm hearing a lot of them. All right. All right. Nikki, you ready? You got your answer? She heard a lot of B blue, so that's what we're going with. He, we are also going B blue. All right, let's see what we get. And the answer is hey. B blue. Yay. Good job. Three to two, three to two, coming down to the last question. Here we go. What color was not represented with the balloons that appeared at the end? Oh. Red, blue, yellow, green. Which Who's, color was not? Shout I hear nobody on, shouting shout anything. Shout them out, shout them out, shout them out. Hold on. All right. We're, Nikki, you got your answer? Yes. Okay, what's it going to be? C yellow. C yellow. Liam, what are we saying? C yellow. We're also going C, C yellow. C yellow. Hey, it's hey. C yellow. We won. So Liam, as a prize, and say thank you to the rest of this size, we got your little prize right here. Merry Christmas. Hey, you go ahead and have a seat, buddy. And guess what, Nikki? Nobody goes home a sore loser around here because we got something for you as well. Thank you so much for playing, Nikki. I appreciate it. Everybody, thank you so much for being a part of uh, the beginning of our Christmas Eve service. We are so excited about what God's going to do in this place tonight. And now it's time for us to get started with Once Upon a Time at Christmas. Well, here we are. It's the night before Christmas, and you're here at Upward with friends and family and... Greg. And as you look around the room, you can see that there are so many wonderful stories being written in each of your lives. It's like my good old friend Andy once said. Not, not that Andy. Another Andy from a chapter in my story. He said you can either get busy living, or get busy dying. I hope, as you have been writing your story... That you have been living. There are so many great stories that we hear this time of year. In fact, once upon a time at Christmas. We heard the story of George Bailey who realized changing his past would change his future.
which changed his wonderful life greatly. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. Once upon a time, at Christmas, we heard the bar humbug of Ebenezer, but watched him transform as he discovered that Christmas means something deeper. <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody, and a happy new year to the world! <laughs> We've heard the story of the Grinch who stole Christmas, who thought that Christmas came from a store, but whose heart grew as he witnessed, maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. We heard the story of an elf named Buddy, who taught us to spread Christmas cheer, whose merriment and joy we should study, while singing loud for all to hear. I'm in a store and I'm singing! I'm in a store and I'm singing! Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is! No, it's not. We sing all the time! No, it's not! Especially when we make toys! We've heard the story of a boy named Kevin, who was left home alone at Christmas. But when the wet bandits tried to get in, he defended his home and took care of business. I'm in good shape. We've heard the story of a jolly old man who travels on this very night each year, delivering gifts to all the children he can behind his eight flying reindeer. But, there is one story. The story that started them all, of a baby who came from glory, but who was born in the cattle stall. Let's give Jesus some praise right now. Can we do that? Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You may be seated, Upward Family. So great to see you on Christmas Eve. May I wish you a Merry Christmas today. Merry Christmas. Say, Preacher, why in the world are we coming out here in the cold today? We just like being together on Christmas. We love it. We do these services. We're doing three today. This is the first of three, and we're really excited about it. We just like to hang out with you guys and be together. Is that okay? You're supposed to be with family at Christmas, and this is our family, and we love y'all. Big virtual hug to everybody today. And if you're watching online, we're so glad you're with us today. Merry Christmas to everybody. Today, we're looking at some great stories. Do you love these Christmas stories? I love Christmas time. I love Christmas movies. I play them over and over and over and over again. My dad has seen Miracle on 34th Street 5,000 times. My dad can tell you all the names in the credits. He's seen it so many times. I love stories. I love Christmas stories. And we're talking about stories today because stories have tremendous power. 
There's nothing quite so powerful as a good story. I was reading recently about a man named Robert McKee. He is a worldwide, internationally recognized expert on the art of storytelling. Robert McKee gives seminars all over the world. I looked at his schedule. He's got them scheduled in many places over the world. He gives three-day seminar story, and it's considered the screenwriting student's Bible. Hollywood recognizes Robert McKee as one of the foremost authorities on telling stories, and he teaches people, not just screenwriters, but authors and business leaders, how to tell, tell a powerful story. Why would someone spend $1,000 just to spend a few hours with this man? Because they recognize the power of a story. Did I tell you that? Stories are powerful. Recently, I want to tell you all about this, folks. You ever brag on the high points of your life? Recently, I was just living my best life and making every moment count, and I was watching YouTube. And it was a reaction video. I'm telling you, folks, I was living large. You know what a reaction video? I was watching a video of other people watching a video. I mean, I, give me a pat on the back. I'm making every moment count. I'm living large. This reaction video was, was Star Wars fans watching an episode of Star Wars, one of the latest installments. And in this episode, there was this big reveal, and this character who hadn't been seen for a long time all of a sudden appears back into the story. And this guy, who's probably 75 years old, they've CGI'd him back to being 25 and he comes into the scene, and, and all this action is taking place. And, and I'm watching the Star Wars fans watch this, and it's really amazing. I saw some big old muscular, bearded, tattooed guys who really look so tough you wouldn't want to mess with them. I watched guys like that watching this story, and they were bawling their eyes out like little babies. I watched that, and I said, self there's something to be learned here. If these big guys can watch this story and be moved to tears, our culture still loves a good story. As much as things have changed and as shaky as our moral foundations are becoming, our culture still loves a good story. I know that for another reason too, that whole Star Wars saga and that story that started in 1977 and a lot of people thought it was just people jumping around in costumes. Some of the actors even said they felt silly doing the first one, thought it would flop. You know that, that story was sold just a few years back for over $4 billion, billion with a B. Stories have great power. And we've been looking at some of my favorite stories. In It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey learns that every life has impact over other lives. In A Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge learns that life is not about taking, but it's about giving. The Grinch learned the power of a great big heart from a tiny little girl. In Home Alone, little Kevin McAllister's mom and dad learned absolutely nothing <laughs> because there's Home Alone too. They learned zero. <laughs> In all these stories, though, there is one story that stands out above them all. One story that's much more than a story. It's not a movie. It's not fiction. It's not a play. And it's not a production. 
It's the story of Jesus Christ coming to earth. And John, his disciple, summed up this powerful story in just nine words in John 1 and verse 14. Just nine words he tells the story that is above all stories. The story that eventually became history the story of Jesus Christ, nine-word story that can change your life forever, right here and right now today. Are you listening to me today, Upward? You can leave this place today on Christmas Eve a completely different person from the person you were when you came in because of these nine words right here. Here's what John the disciple said, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Say that with me. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. One more time and you'll have it. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. John starts off by saying the Word. Have you ever read the Bible and thought, why do you have to say that? Because we know from the rest of John chapter 1, he's talking about Jesus I read stuff like this sometimes. I'm like, John, why don't you just say what you mean? If you're talking about Jesus, why do you have have to call him the Word? Just say Jesus became flesh. There's a good regos. What's that all about, preacher? Well, about 350 years before John wrote this, was one of the early philosophers, and, and much of the modern world is built on the philosophies that came from this age. And Aristotle brought many truths. Not everything he said was true, but he brought a lot of truths. One of the things Aristotle said was that there is actually a logos. He popularized the term. In Aristotle's mind, and this is important, the logos, the word that John used, was actually three things. Number one, the logos was ultimate reality and truth beyond anything else. Aristotle said there is an ultimate reality and there is an ultimate truth. Can I tell you, we live in a culture that every day is rejecting that statement right there, saying that truth is whatever you want it to be or what I want it to be. There are no standards. That whole thing is offensive to our world today. But Aristotle said it 350 years before Christ that there is a logos that is ultimate truth and you can count on it. Aristotle said the Logos, number two, did this. The Logos was the entity that created and upheld the whole world. Get this. Greek philosopher, 350 years before Christ, said there is an ultimate reality, and this ultimate reality called the Logos actually created the world and upholds it today. Then he said this, the Logos, thirdly, is the standard for right and wrong that we must live by. Did you hear that? The Logos determines right and wrong. Now, we live in a culture today that we think we're really smart, don't we? We think we've really got it. I'm going to say something you may not want me to say on Christmas. I've never seen a day when the Scripture in Romans chapter 1 is fulfilled more and more. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Because we've walked away from good wisdom. Aristotle knew it before Christ was here. There is a logos. There is ultimate reality and truth. And this ultimate reality and truth actually created the universe and is actually actively holding the universe together today and actually has a moral standard that we are obligated to live by. That's what Aristotle said the logos was. But the Greek mind said only embrace the logos as a... A force, if you will. 
It was an entity. It was a thing that was out there. It wasn't something real that you could grasp. It was just something kind of like the force in Star Wars. It's just a thing out there. And that's exactly why John called Jesus the Word. John is saying, in essence, Aristotle, you're right. There is ultimate reality and truth in this universe. Aristotle, you are right. There is a creator of this universe who created and still sustains the universe today. Aristotle, you are right. There is right and wrong. And the Lagos is there and gives us the standard for right and wrong in our lives. But John went somewhere that the Greeks never went. John went deeper and he told us the truth when he said, the Lagos became flesh. The Lagos, the Word, the eternal Creator is not a force. He's a person. That's good to know. I don't need a force in my life. I need a person. I need somebody I can talk to who can talk back to me. I need someone who can feel my pain. I need someone who can feel compassion for the world and work through me to bring that compassion. I don't need a force. I need a person. And John said it like this. He uses a pronoun. He. You know what John's saying? The Logos is not a force. He's a person. The Logos is relatable. The Logos has a personality. He said it this way. The Logos took on human flesh. What a great story. The Logos became a person. Why is that so important? Well, Jesus became a person in large part so that he could win our victories for us. I've got some battles in my life that I can't win by myself. I've got some battles in my life that I'll never overcome without help from outside. Some of you may be sitting here this morning and think, I'll get it together. No, you won't. One of these days, I like what you're saying, Pastor, and I like to be a part of all this. One day, I'm going to get my act straightened out, and I'll get it all together. No, you won't. You'll never get your act straightened out until you realize that you can't straighten it out, and you bow your knees before the eternal Logos, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who became flesh and dwelt among us. Why did he become a person? He had to be one of us to win our battles for us. When he bled and died on the cross and gave his life, even more when he came out of that tomb with resurrection power and ascended back into heaven, he defeated every enemy that has ever or will ever come against you. Can I get an amen on Christmas Eve today? Jesus has defeated everything that's messing with you right now. Whatever your struggle is, Jesus, the Logos, the Creator, the Sustainer, the Standard, has come to this earth and He's taken on human flesh. Now today at Christmas time, you may be feeling a loss in your life. Anybody this year looked around the table and somebody's not there that was there last year. I know some families right in this place right now that are experiencing great loss right now in their families. We pray for them. You're battling grief this year at Christmas. I want to tell you you're okay and it's okay to suffer at Christmas. It's okay to hurt at Christmas. But I want you to lift up your heads because Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and He's won the victory over what's messing with you right now. You may be in a relational turmoil right now. Talk to young people just this week. Somebody's broken up with them and broken their heart. I've talked to multiple. I've seen relationships falling apart in some people's lives over the last couple weeks. You know, Jesus has overcome that. 
He says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You may be battling an addiction this morning and you don't know how you're going... This afternoon, it feels like morning, I'm sorry. You may be battling an addiction this afternoon and you think it's going to take over your life and you just don't believe you can change. Jesus Christ has overcome that addiction for you. And He invites you to invite Him into your heart and life to live in you. Secondly, the Logos, first of all, the Logos became a person. Secondly, the Logos lived among us. John said, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It literally means He built Himself a dwelling place in our lives that He could live in. Why did Jesus live among us? To show us how to live. He died to free us from sin. He lived His life on this earth to show us what life could be like for the human being that fully surrendered their life to Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you realize that? Jesus is more than a moral code. Amen. Jesus is more than a religion. Amen. Some of you in church, well, let me tell you what God's put in my heart and in my mouth for you today. You got to get past what church has done to you. You got to get past what religion has done to you. You got to get past what people have done to you. And you've got to find the reality of a risen Savior, Jesus Christ, who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who loves you, who died for you, who lived to show you how to live. Jesus is not a moral code. Jesus came here as the Logos to show us what normal human Christian life is is really all about. You know what Jesus said? He said, I do these things, but greater things will you do. I do these miracles, but my church will do greater things. There's an invitation here this morning for those who do not know Jesus Christ to surrender your life to Him. And I'm going to make that invitation in just a minute give you a chance to respond. I'm not inviting you to straighten your life up because we already said you can't. I'm not inviting you to quit something or start something. I'm inviting you today to say yes to Jesus Christ as your Savior and to invite Him to live in your heart. But there's a deeper invitation for those of us who already know Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, there's a new season on the horizon for the church. I've never felt this so much at the end of the year as I feel it this year. As I've been praying over the last few days, I'm going to preach this morning. What do you think you were coming to get today? Uh, I've never felt it as much as I feel at the end of this year when I pray. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in my heart saying there's a new season for the church. And not just for Upward Christian Fellowship, for Jesus' church that's here and that's other places. I want you to hear me today. All the news that you see of the decline of the church is not, the, is not bad news. Because hear me today, cultural Christianity is dying out. Church in name only is dying out. The religion that people have tried to build on top of Jesus that really didn't have his heart in life is in steep decline today. But I got news for you that you may not hear in a lot of places. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is on the rise today. The real church of the Lord Jesus Christ is rising up. Can I get an amen? 
I saw an article the other day, and I've got to quit. I don't even know what time it is. It's just time for me to quit. It. I saw an article the other day. Keep playing, man. I know, I know. The three o'clock crowd's coming. I saw an article. That, you know that didn't even slow me down, did it? This article is bemoaning the fact that people in the world don't want to say Merry Christmas. Hang on. Hang on. Christians, stop expecting the world to know how to celebrate a holiday that's ours anyway. When did you start expecting people that don't know Jesus to know how to celebrate it? You've lived in a world filled with a cultural Christianity. I don't give you, oh, I'm going to get in trouble on Christmas Eve. I wouldn't give you a nickel for somebody that says Merry Christmas. It makes no effort to live for Jesus. Instead of worrying about them not saying Merry Christmas, why don't we show them how to celebrate Christmas all year long by making Jesus our Lord and mean business about it? Here's what the Lord's going to do in His church in 2023. He's going to start showing up in our lives in ways that we never thought possible. He's going to start showing up, not just at church, not just up here. He's going to start showing up at the grocery store. He's going to start showing up at school. He's going to show up on your job. You're going to be praying for a co-worker and Jesus is going to heal somebody. See, He's showing up. He dwelt among us, not only to live in us, but to live through us. The invitation for you today, if you don't know Him, to say yes to him and say Jesus I give you the best of my life I give it to you it's all yours if you know him and you know that he's got something more for you than this mediocre religious Christianity that you've been in the invitation for you is to say Jesus 2023 I want you to be the Lord over everything in my life not just a Sunday morning not just a holiday I want you to be the Lord over every aspect of my life amen Let's worship. Stand to your feet. We're going to worship. I'm going to come back out and give you that invitation.
back there in the wings there and Jessica leaned over to us and said do you hear that out there I can hear the congregation singing over the praise team that's how it's supposed to be all right would you bow your heads quickly with me today Jesus thank you for your work it's all yours thank you for what you're doing it's all yours everybody here yours today Jesus I'm issuing an invitation today heads bowed eyes closed an invitation today how many in the place we're not going to embarrass you this morning if you're here today and say, Pastor, yes, yes, yes. I'm saying yes to Jesus Christ this morning with my life. I'm asking Him to be my Lord and Savior. I'm asking Him to be Lord over my life. Can I see your hands right now? We won't embarrass anybody. Raise them up high. Thank you. Anybody else this morning? Thank you down here. Thank you over there. Thank you. I can't even see all the hands this morning, but I see them going up. Let's pray right now. Pray with me. Lord Jesus. Thank you for loving me. Here on the day before the great celebration of your birth, I give my life to you. Change my heart. Take my storm. Bring peace to my life. I give every broken piece to you. And I ask you, make something new out of my life. From this day forward, I'm your disciple. I turn away from my past and I embrace my future in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I bless your church today, your people today, with a powerful presence of Jesus Christ in their personal lives. We feel it now. We know it now. But, Lord, we need your presence out there in the storm. We need your presence when the enemy seeks to rob us of our peace. We need your presence when we come against an impossible situation. Not to glorify us, Lord, but to make you known. As a church, we commit ourselves to you to make you known in an ever great way. I bless you today with an ever-increasing presence and power of the Holy Spirit over your life that you will feel the weight of it in your life. I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in a good way. You'll feel the weight of His presence in your life as you go through your daily life. You're blessed with that today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's worship again. we got something fun for you. So, here we are, about to turn the page and close out this chapter of our story. And as we get ready to begin a new chapter, I hope you and yours have learned the true power that a story holds in our hearts on this wondrous Christmas Eve. But before you go, there's one last thing that I'd like to show you. As we were reminded earlier tonight, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So in agreement with that, here is the new single off of the brand new Upward Christmas album. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Merry Christmas. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Those trees glisten and children Sleigh bells in the snow, the 
the snow. I, I, I am dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write. May your days, may your days, may your days be merry and bright. And may all your Christmases be Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You ever been in a church where they just say, has anybody got a song, and they let anybody sing? That's what we did right there, everybody. Love y'all so much. It's been a joy to be with you at Christmas. I want to remind you, I want to say, first of all, thanks to all the wonderful team, the volunteers, and everybody who made today happen. We're so thankful. Can you give them all a hand for all those... In case you're wondering, uh, the guys out in the parking lot are the people that ticked me off this year, and we assigned them to be out in the parking lot in 15 <laughs> degrees, so uh, that's what you get. No, we love those, those guys out there are the heroes today, but thanks to this team. Have a Merry Christmas. Please get a cookie on your way out. Please do. Love y'all so much. Merry Christmas. We'll see y'all next week. Be blessed. Love you.